Hey everybody, we're changing it up just a little bit here today. Welcome to an illuminating episode of the Drywall Podcast. I am once again your host, Nick Harmon. So grateful I got the opportunity to speak with Steph Abbott of Teak Interiors. We had a focused discussion about the trade her experience finding recovery, and that one time she brought her daughter, Tegan, to work. It was a lot. Like, being a parent, as parents know, that alone is a full-time job. Like, they take a lot of your time and energy. So to balance it, I would just bring her to work with me. Most of the time, I would, well, I would pass it by the homeowners, and, uh, and most of the time, they loved having her out there just a little little kid bebopping around and then that's when i started getting (laughs) tegan to spot screws for me i'm really inspired by staff uh having the courage to come on to the drywall podcast and open up the way she did it's a very candid conversation her message is powerful and i hope that you find some inspiration in her message as well The Drywall Podcast is brought to you in the month of October from our friends up north at CSR Building Supply. CSR supplying the drywall community for years now with a new location in Barrie, Ontario, and uh, just about everything for drywall you could think of online, including Fresco Harmony interested in being on the drywall podcast or maybe you know somebody that you think would be an awesome interview i'd love to hear from them or you you can contact me directly at info at frescoharmony.com and we'll get it going but for now steph abbott on the 68th episode of the drywall podcast let's get into it I need to get one of those teak hats. Those are sweet. I like your logo. Thank you. Yeah, you're on the list. I'm getting some made right now, and I'm going to fire one in the mail to you. Nice. We'll wear it on the show. Give it. Give you some props. Look at my... I got a little hat yeah. collection here. See if I can turn it all the way. Ooh, nice. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. It's growing. You almost need one of those hat racks. I know. I do. I should... I should do a little shelf. It's kind of fun to have. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice to represent. Yeah, yeah. It's good to help each other in the trade. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You seem seem pretty young. How old are we talking here, if you don't mind? I'm 33. You're young. 33, and you've got two kiddos. I just found (laughs) twins. How crazy is that? Yeah, yeah, I have twin two-year-olds, and then I also have an 11-year-old daughter. Okay, so you got three all together. Yeah, it's a boy and a girl, Ellen Crew. Oh, nice. Oh, she was probably, yeah. your 11-year-old was probably so excited. Oh, yeah, she she's such a good big sister. She always asked me for a sibling. Um, lucky me, got a two-for-one deal. <laughs> but she's she's so helpful like i honestly couldn't imagine doing it without her she's a phenomenal help awesome and what's her name tegan 
Tegan, shout out to Tegan. Um, very cool. Steph Abbott. Do you are is your full name Stephanie? Yeah. But you go by Steph. Yeah. Okay. Teak Interiors. How did you come up with the name Teak? What's that all about? So I took the first initial of my three kids. So Tegan, L, and Crew. And I didn't really love tech, so I just added another E to make teak. <laughs> okay. I was thinking, like, maybe she likes teak, like, but I don't think that's, like, teak wood, but I don't think that's spelled the same. T-E-A-K. No. Yeah. Um, very cool. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, I've been excited about this for a little bit. You... Kind of when you found out about me, I think, was it Wolfgang that did Wolfgang clue you in or Wolfgang told me I should talk to you? I think that's how it started for me. Yeah, um, Wolfgang uh, messaged me and said, you should really connect with Nick. I think it would be really good for you. And I hesitated. I'm like, I don't know. But yeah. I had met Sean from Big Dog Drywall prior. Oh. And he's like... <laughs> He's like, hey, here's my podcast. Check it out. And so that's okay. how I first discovered you. That guy's a character. Big yeah, dog. He's awesome. He's, yeah, he's he... from Red Deer. Oh, originally. okay. I think that was in the podcast. Did you listen to the podcast with me and him? Yeah. Yeah. We blab about it. He's something. I was like, yeah, yeah. drywall is derelicts. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cool. And then you sort of, you've been getting excited. You've like done like a little deep dive into some of the episodes and stuff, which, which ones have you listened to so far? Um, I listened to your one with Wolfgang. I thought that one was awesome. And then oh, yeah. all your Columbia tool ones were really good. And yeah, I think by far my favorite though, was the Christy Slade part one, the first one that you did. Okay. That one, I was sanding while I was listening to it. And man, I grabbed a gear while I was doing it. I was like, this girl is so inspiring. Like I yeah. had to message her after and I was just like, you are amazing. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That one doesn't occur to me. It's an early one too, I think, right? It's like. Yeah. She was transitioning into her new position. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very well. Very well. Well, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of good ones. Um, you know, different, it's interesting to me because different people like different things, different shows, you know, even yeah. my, even, even my interpretation of shows varies from what maybe the listener, their interpretation of the shows. So it's always good oh, to hear. For sure. Uh, it's always good to hear the feedback. I like it. And thank you so much for listening and checking yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, how did you meet Sean? Cause Sean's been talking about you too. We were like, we were following you along a little bit when I was just in Illinois and we were, you know, talking about teak, teak interiors and all of this. And Sean's like, you know, wants to get you on Brawley's dad's podcast, which you should, you should definitely do as well. Yeah. Yeah. I plan yeah. on it for sure. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. A fellow uh -huh. Canadian. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember how we started talking, but now we're talking almost every day. I think I commented on one of his stories. Like, I think he's just a character. He's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And then he told me about his podcast and asked me to be on it kind of thing. And we've just, we both have collabed 
Tool Pro. So we kind of have, and Columbia. So we, we have connections through companies and, and then, yeah, just friendships blossom pretty easily over yeah. social media. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, getting to meet you guys, uh, one-on-one, uh, and always a pleasure to get, uh, the women in the trade on the show because there's, you know, there's not a ton of you out there. At least there's probably a lot more than I know, but like finding, you know, picking these diamonds out of the rough, uh, is challenging. Whereas men, there, there's a, a lot more to choose from, you know, for me to interview. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the women definitely stand out to me for sure. And in it, I find it so inspiring seeing them out there killing it. Like I absolutely yeah. love seeing it and supporting them. And I feel like there's more and more coming out of the woodworks every day and yeah. I'm just loving yeah. it. I'm here for yeah. it for sure. Yeah. You're kind of new to me. How long have you been doing the social media stuff? Well, I started on TikTok last year i got heavy into it and like if you post on social media it's kind of a full-time job in itself yeah. like yeah. at least a part-time job oh, and yeah. then christy christy slade uh she found me on tiktok and then she messaged me and she's like you should really start posting on instagram and i hummed and hawed over it and i put a couple posts into it not a lot of effort but over the last two months here, I was like, you know what, what do you got to lose? So I just started pumping out the videos and it seems to be going pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You've grown your following fairly quickly and you post so regular. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, have you connected with any and kudos to Christy for like, that's just the way she is, man. She'll reach out to like one of the girlfriends on the social media in the trades and be like, Hey man, you know, and do whatever she can to help you guys grow as a community as well. She's just cool like that. Yeah. It wants the best for everyone. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love that about her. I probably wouldn't have started really committed, committing to it if she went to lit a fire under my butt. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 33. So let's get into it a little bit. Where, how in the world, why drywall? There's so many questions. What are you first generation? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, my dad, he's, he's a farmer and my mom, she is as well. She ran the farm as well. My dad was also uh, a GM out at a plant out by Red Deer, but my uncle, he had a dry, has a drywall company and I messaged him one day. I was like, do you have a broom I could push or something like? Well, it must have oh, been oh, no. oh, no. oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I graduated in 2008, so I started in 2009. That works a little better. I'm a stickler about time frames. Well, and go. also for the listener. So time frame is like just something I do. And I think it's important to our listeners that we, you know, that because I want to establish where you came from and, you know, how old you, you are at certain times, because maybe we'll be an inspiring other uh, uh, girls, women that are graduating high school that might want to jump into the trade or something, you know, 33 is yeah. different than 17 or 18. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so 2009, 
you're graduating yeah. high school back to the story. Sorry. Yeah. So in 2008, I graduated and I was working in an old folks home and it was in a town not far from where I grew up, just a small town. And I was like, hey, there's got to be like a different path I can transition to here. So that's when I messaged my uncle. And so 2009, I started with ATEC drywall and he started me doing fire taping above grid, ceiling grid. And uh, he came yeah. walk by me one day and he saw my work and he's like, hey, you got to get on the walls. And were you, wait, were you using a banjo? Did he give you a banjo to fire tape? No. No, I was nope. just my little <laughs> pan and knife, like. <laughs> did he give you some pointers um i think the drywallers did yeah and my foreman at the time and that was your uncle's company atec drywall yeah out of red deer okay so you you had drywall in the family a little bit yeah my uncle okay all right out of red deer atec drywall he gave you a shot how big was his company He's still big. He he's okay. kind of moved away from the Red Deer area and transitioned into a more Calgary. It's a bigger scene, higher pace. Okay. All right. All right. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. So I did that, and then um, from there, Wait, he was he was coming, and he was he was watching you fire tape around the stuff and he must have seen some value in you he was like hey we got to get this girl on the wall man she's too she's too good for this remedial drywall work well most of the guys from my memory were just taking the so they were taking the tape with the mud and putting it in a bucket and then putting the wad the tape on the walls with their hands and i yeah. refused to do that i don't like it on my hands or my clothes like <laughs> at all and you can see that in my videos that i like to stay i don't either clean. i don't either yeah, no two no, days so. two days in illinois working with black colored mud not a drop on me good job <laughs> i love that see it can be done it can be done it can yeah. be done <laughs> yeah sean on the other hand very messy yeah <laughs> there's a few of them that are pretty messy out there so you're using what we call a slot box or a slot bucket, right? Yeah. And these dudes are like doing it into the slot box and you're like, I don't want to do it that way. Mm -mm. No, no, yeah. I just used my pan and knife. I was using a six inch at that time. And while well, all sizes, right? You're up there in the pipes and different depths of drywall between the pipes. So just trying to keep it super clean and tight and yeah he came by he was pretty happy and and then i was super intimidated to start with the hawk and trowel because like when i started that i was covered yeah, absolutely covered it was hard at first like that stuff yep. was flying yep. everywhere at your face and your hair why did you change from a pan and knife to a hawk and trowel though um well, for, for to start off, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was so new. So I have yeah. only had like the six inch to start, which yeah. isn't going to get very far on the walls. Right. And then when my uncle told me to go get that um, 
load of tools. He told me to get a hawk and trowel. Okay. And then that's why I started using it. Okay. All right. So your uncle was like, get a hawk and trowel. You need to learn the hawk and trowel. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, um, yes, uh, I run into a lot of people, uh, cause I'm promoting the fresco harmony. So I've run into a lot of people that are always asking, well, you know, I, cause I use a hawk and trial when I'm spreading mud, even in texturing, whatever you're spreading mud on the wall. Um, can we, can you use a pan and knife? And I'm always like, yeah, sure. Of course you can use a pan and knife. I just think the hawk and trial is faster. That said, they were using a hawk and trowel when I started doing that particular texture in Colorado. And, uh, same thing. It was messy. It was, uh, it was very challenging, but you just kind of have to wrangle through it. Um, oh, yeah. that transition is interesting to me because you can still use a pan and knife, correct? You don't use a pan and knife for like corner bead or anything. Mm, no, I trowel all my corner bead. I okay. except for like, if I'm using no coat, I'll use um, a knife. I do, there's, it depends what I'm doing. Like sometimes like even if there's a awkward butt joint that's five, six inches away from the wall, like I'm not gonna stutter my trowel across the wall. I'd rather just grab a knife and just do it in one fluid motion. Well, you're, you're, trowel work from what i've seen is very good thank you like not that i'm like the end all beat all on but i watch i watch different people's techniques on social media and people that are good to me are very fun to watch i like watching good finishers work yeah yeah i totally get that I do mm -hmm. feel like it's kind of a dying art, the whole hawk and trowel, now that you have the option of automatic tools like boxes, like they're so sure. much easier, but it's definitely an art to do troweling. Yeah. I haven't seen you run a lot of boxes yet. <laughs> no, no, that's a future goal. Eventually I'll get into it. But like for me, my trowel's kind of like I'm an inspector gadget. It's part of my arm, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be weird when I do transition out of it, but there will always be times that I use my trowel. Yeah. Um, they're fun too. Okay. So you're still working for ATEC drywall at this point. How long were you with ATEC for? Oh, I was with ATEC three years, and then I went and had Tegan, and then after I had Tegan, I was she was eight months old, and I was right back on the site. Like it was like extremely fast to get back into it. I remember pumping in a porta potty at one point. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, not the most sanitary, but I, I had no choice. Like, I'm not just going to go into one of the rooms when there's a bunch of different trades. So I just did it in the porta potty. No, you don't want to be breast pumping around uh, drywall dudes. That's, no. that's, they'll give you some shit over that for sure. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a little weird. So, um, uh, but you were, uh, you were working around a bunch of dudes at that point. Were there any other girls that you got to work with or no? It was just you. Yeah. you were the only... Okay. 
No, there was a lady. Her name was Grace. Um, she's since passed away from cancer, sadly. But oh, she was a, yeah, extremely sad. She was a phenomenal taper, and she was all pan and knife. So we were kind of opposites, but both yeah. had our own strengths. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, R.I.P. Grace, man, and she was kind of maybe a little bit of a mentor for you. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was sure. probably excited to see you coming along. Yeah, for sure. That was back when I smoked, and we'd always have yeah. our smoke breaks together. There you, and... there you go. Yeah, and she was like, finally another out. girl. These guys are like all douchey. I don't want to hang out with the guys all the time. We got another girl to hang out with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you said. It. So Grace was sort of your mentor at a tech now did she did she acquire cancer while you were working with her did you like see her go through that downward spiral and everything um well from a tech i went to scott builders and in that time was when she went down to downhill bummer but did i went you... and saw her in the hospital and stuff Good. and it was really sad like she looked like a completely different person and i was just happy to be there with her in her last moments and just very cool be there yeah well shout out to grace um very cool uh and you know just i just think it's cool the whole women in the trades uh sort of thing you know it's it's popular to bolster that christy's a big advocate of women in the trades she does a lot of work for you women and you know bringing awareness to the fact that this is a viable option you know and uh, a cool thing that you guys can do and just as well as men and all that good stuff. So you went from ATEC to Scott Builders. Uh, that was three years. Did you have uh, Tegan at that point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at that point, um, a job came up for Scott Builders, and I was making like decent money with ATEC. But I figured I could always do better now that I needed to make more money to be there for my kid financially. And so I applied for the job for Scott Builders and got it. And I was super excited about that. That was a massive game changer shift in my life. So I went from there. And Scott Builders was kind of cool because they have a few different departments. So I worked on the steel crew, the cribbing crew, but eventually I went into the plant. There's a polyethylene plant just outside okay. of Red Deer. And so we were renewing that plant for three years and uh, got a lot of drywall experience with hanging. And well, we did steel stud and then hanging. I did the taping and then I painted. Okay. And then all the finishings as well. It was basically yeah. right from reno to, to door handles. Well, what happened was I was on a Scott Builders job site. I think it was in Black Vaults and the site soup came up to me and he was like, you're a really good taper. Scott Builders is looking for someone um, okay. did you want to apply. And then they brought a couple people from their recruiting team, came and saw my work. And then whoa, 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 whoa. A recruiting team. 
Yeah. Like these dudes headhunted you. They were like, this girl's good. We want to go like check her out. And so like scouts, like scouts in the NFL, like yeah, they're, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're, watching, they're watching you work. Yeah. Um, it was so nerve wracking. I was so nervous. Yeah. 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 Um, but they liked, they liked you. They thought you could, you would be a nice fit over at Scott Builders. So you jumped ship at a tech. Now at that point, maybe you could be like, you know, what are you guys paying? You know, and um, could you write your own ticket a little bit or maybe make a little more money? I think I was ready for a transition in my life. Like after having Tegan, I needed to make sure that I was doing whatever I had to, to be financially stable. And I knew that I could get that with Scott Builders. Okay. So what was the difference? What was the difference in pay? Were you making hourly at both or you were making a different payment schedule at Scott Builders? No, I was making hourly at both. I don't even remember today like what I was making at ATEC, but Okay. I started out in mid twenties with Scott Builders. Yeah. Which was good for me at that time. Yeah. And did they have benefits there at Scott Builders? Yes. Yes, okay. they did, which was massive for me and yeah. Yeah. So that was yeah. a big incentivizer. So you made a decent uh, rate and you were uh you were making uh and you were getting benefits for the kiddo. Yeah. Yeah. Kids change kids change things when you're Oh, for sure. When you're, you can't uh, really just wing it. <laughs> No, you can't. And no partner at this time. Um, like, you know, are you are you single through all of this? Do you have a partner? Did it go bad? What's the story there? Mm, when I was transitioning into Scott Builders, I was with a partner. He's still to this day one of my best friends. He's actually oh, good. the owner of Bunker who makes all my hats. There you go. Shout out to Bunker. Yeah, Bunker's amazing. Justin and Amber run it, and they support me a lot. And they still, to this day, take Tegan. Like, he's still an active father in her life, which speaks volumes for me. But not active father, but not actual father. So, Scott Builders... How are you, how is your finishing chops at that point? You must be pretty proficient. Like you can do all aspects of the trade, but Scott builders, like they're not running box tools or bazooka or any of the automatic tools or anything, or even semi-automatic tools. They're doing everything by hand. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Back when I was, if we rewind a little bit back to when I was with ATEC. The man who taught me everything I know, his name's J- Dwayne Jarrock, and he's a phenomenal finisher. Like, I might be biased, but probably the best I've ever seen. And okay. so he ran the tools, and he would run the bazooka, and I'd wipe behind him. And then he would run the flushers, and I would clean up corner angles and bottoms and okay. stuff like that. So that's how I got exposed into the automatic and semi-automatic tools but um he saw um what i could do with my trowels so he just kind of let me just keep going with that wherever there was needed to be trowel work was my job 
You were never like, hey man, let me run the zoo today. Uh, no, he was definitely the boss. <laughs> yeah, sometimes those guys don't want to show you how to do it because they like doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was always the journeyman where uh, when I was coming up, you know, they only wanted to show you a certain amount because if you learn too much, then you'll be better than them. And then what good are they, you know? Yeah, exactly. I I actually, I hadn't talked to Dwayne in quite some time. And then I sent him a video a couple days ago of me pulling a butt joint and he called me and he's like, oh man, he's like, you're making me soft. He's like, I started crying when I watched that. He's like, and I honestly think <clears throat> that you could smoke me today with uh, your trowel and that just like, I don't know, it, it felt so good to hear that, that the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Could say that about me. I was like, wow, like made me feel giving proud you of props. Myself. Did you say, hey man, if you need a job, uh, you know, let me come in for an interview. No, <laughs> but I did tell him what I had going on and and like I've always been a hand taper and now that I'm getting more into the semi-automatics with Can Am in Columbia, um, I'm like, hey man, like I've got all these tools and it would be cool if we could like grow together with this and he's down. So maybe in the future, you guys will meet Dwayne Jarrock on my page. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We look forward to it. Um, the, the tools, was it, what, was it Can-Am first or Columbia or who sort of reached out to you? How did that work? The very first company that ever found me was tool pro. And okay. they hooked me up with some stilts and I had never been on stilts. Well, okay. One time I put stilts on Dwayne's like, okay, get on these things. And I'm like, Hell yeah, no. like those things are scary. And yeah. so I stood in a closet and put them on and I was, I was so young then I was like, not today. Satan got yeah. off and didn't yeah. go back on. And then tool pro hit me up and, they were like, hey, would you use a pair of stilts? We'd like to send you a pair. And I'm like, you have to grow. Like, you you can't just plateau with that and stay on scaffolding yeah. your whole life. Like, you got to challenge yourself. Good for you. So, That's a tough, that is a tough thing to do, to, to do. What, what about the stilts made you feel like using stilts was going to be more efficient than using scaffold? Well, just like, well after quite a few years of running like a baker scaffold, you get pretty good with the ceiling shuffle. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot on your body, like the up and the down and lifting the buckets and all that stuff. So I just mm -hmm. felt like I'd be a lot quicker if I could do all the bottoms and then all the tops. Yeah. It's it's, there's no comparison. And now you're walking stilts like a pro. Yeah. I was, I don't know, like I, I kind of was beating myself up a little bit because I did hesitate for so many years. But then once I had them, I was like, you're good. Like, just keep going. Like, you can grow with anything in life as long as you have a little determination and walls close nearby. Yeah, a couple of walls. Yeah, stay close to the walls. Don't get cocky is my always my... Uh my attitude with the stilts, the dudes will put on stilts and then it's like, Oh, these are pretty easy. And they get cocky and then bam. 
Oh yeah. And I find most importantly, clean up after yourself. That slippery mud on the floor oh, is yeah. a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple slips. And, oh yeah. Oh, your heart. Like <laughs> yeah. it's scary. You're like, okay, calm down. You're fine. But it's, it's scary. It's not something you want to mess with at all. Now, have you fallen? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. You don't need to. You don't need to. If you're careful, keep your keep your area clean. You don't have to fall. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It hurts. You just take your time. <laughs> yeah. Have you fallen? Oh yeah. <laughs> Another cup of coffee. Yeah, you love the coffee, hey? Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I love coffee. Yeah. Good. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with a shot of coffee. Oh, uh, speaking of coffee, uh, I was going to delve a little bit into this recovery foray. If you're, if you're interested in chatting about that a little bit, I mean, we don't yeah. have to, but, uh, David talked about it. He's cool. Um, you know, not everybody wants to talk about it, but yeah, coffee took on for me a whole new element when i got clean <laughs> like, you know, it's like and yeah. it never went away it's like it's always been there like my old friend you know but it's like yeah you take alcohol well weed you know weed and alcohol out of the equation it's like okay what is there left we got nicotine we got sugar we got coffee like yeah. you know and if you drink black coffee it's really not bad for you but um maybe why you've have a new relationship to coffee. I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating. Yeah. So <laughs> let's kind of go back a little bit. So last January, um, so, yeah, so Tegan was born in 2012 and she was three when I started my last company. So 2000, Mm -hmm. 15 i started absolutely drywall that was and your company I, yeah okay we haven't we haven't quite gotten to where the transition between scott builders and that was absolute where you jumped over into absolute well i i had absolute drywall as just strictly evenings and weekend side work so not only working for scott builders at that time i also had my own company at the same time just to make that extra money to support my kid sure so you were like do you were hustling uh patches and shit. like that's a good yeah. way to make that's a good way to make money but it's also a good way to segue into your own business because people start finding out about you yeah, exactly. And then that kind of, I went from like repairs around fireplaces and doorways, little ceiling repairs. I went from that to doing garages and basements by myself all by hand. And nice. so I kept that company up until um, the beginning of this year is when Teak Interiors was born. Okay. Just felt like I wanted a new beginning, a new start, something fresh, something something that I could grow and it not so much be for myself, but eventually, hopefully for my children as well. So incorporating their names into the name and bringing them on site and teaching Neat. them the culture. 
So being one question I would have about Absolute and even Scott Builders, when you're doing all of this work, you're younger, you have a lot of energy. That's great. We all did. Um, is That's got to be super challenging, though, and time-consuming. You got to miss that kiddo. Like Tegan, you're missing her a lot when you're spending all of this time. Was that challenging to navigate doing all that work? having and you're a single parent i assume at that point that's a lot um you know how, what did you do what tactics i guess did you use to navigate through that it was a lot like being a parent as parents know that alone is a full-time job like they take a lot of your time and energy so yeah. to balance it i would just bring her to work with me most of okay. the time i would well i would pass it by the homeowners and uh and most of the time they loved having her out there just a little little kid bebopping around and then that's when i started getting <laughs> tegan to spot screws for me shut the hell up how old was she at that time she first picked up a knife for the first time ever when she was three that's awesome um and so instead of just bebopping around the job site as you say grab a knife and like throw, hit those, like, you know, anything from the three foot level down. <laughs> Go yeah, make there. yourself useful. <laughs> but it's kind of fun because now she's playing in the mud all of a sudden. That's kind of cool. So she yeah, was spotting. She, she loved it. And so she'd go around, just hit all those, hit all the spots. Now, did you have to go behind her a little bit and clean up or did she pick it up pretty quickly? It was a little scary for a little bit there. Like when she's three, obviously she's not like ripping around spot screws. She's no. just like flailing mud onto the walls. So yeah. that wasn't ideal. But eventually yeah. she started like using the little edge of her knife and just putting just a little bit on each little screw. And then <laughs> she did uh, kind of a half-assed job with the whole wiping situation. But I'd yeah. let her do yeah. the first two coats and guarantee there was enough mud on those screws. So then for the final skim, yeah, I would sand them and then just skim them. All right. That is super cool. That's a cool story. I dig that. Um, and it shows your wherewithal to um, persevere you know, in a, in a challenging situation. It's like a shout out to the parents and the single moms out there that are making it happen, you know, that type of thing. So, uh, sorry, back to your story um, before I interrupted between the Scott Builders and the Absolute. You were sort of maybe going in a direction of like when you got or decided to get sober or something like that. Yeah, so that was the beginning of this year. I that's when I rebranded my company and I was in a really dark place mentally like I had had my twins at that point I was experiencing postpartum and okay. and mentally that's really extremely hard and not to not just that like just growing up and just having different things happen in my life um it just right. kind of started to build so even though I had my fresh start with Teak I wasn't mentally there. And so I decided that like I had drank quite a bit in the years before this, but I found that over like the last year, it was absolutely getting unmanageable out of control. And I was like, Hey, Steph, you put in such hard work. Like you've got your company going now. 
who do you want to be today? And oh, that's wow. when I that's when I decided to call and book in and then jump on an airplane and I was left my family and I was off to sage and Kamloops for six week treatment and okay just, I alcohol was a problem yeah and it was it, it all stemmed from my mental health if you're not yeah. mentally there you're using certain things to cope yes. and once it gets out of control it's really hard to keep your life on on track when you're not yeah. mentally stable it's hard to keep your life on track clean and sober. Like life is hard, you know, yeah. and we, um, there's like, what I've learned is the, you know, substance abuse can be a symptom, you know, of all of these underlying things. You take like drugs and alcohol out of the equation and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, I'm just left with like my shit. And so- yeah. Now I get to like start cleaning that up and, and that's recovery. Like that's to me, you know, what I've learned 19 years, a little bit, you know, um, but what a, what, what a gift, what a gift. Yeah. And I had, I had this, I was sitting in the drunk tank and I was like, I just done my first fresco harmony job. And I was like, I always had that imaginary line in the sand of like, Oh, I'll stop when it gets to be, when it gets starts interfering with my life well when you have to go back and finish the job the next day and you're sitting in the drunk tank and your truck is rolled like it's hard it's hard to uh not uh be honest about this is okay this is starting to get in the way a little bit and um that's a challenge that's a really hard decision to make really yeah, powerful for sure really powerful yeah, like I remember standing in my kitchen and um, I was getting carried away and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, do you have a problem? And then I'm like, no, no, you don't have a problem. Like, but do you have a problem? <laughs> For sure. I had a problem. And like yeah. one of the hardest thing is not only admitting that you have a problem, but accepting it. Like it's hard. Yeah. To yes. Do that. And like, yeah. Yeah. And I talk about too a little bit just with friends, you know, I have community here and stuff, but like uh, that bridge, like everybody, everybody that's sober or clean that I know crosses that bridge their own way, but everybody crosses it like, yeah, you know, and, and everybody crosses it in their own way. Like yeah. you've got people that you know, normies or people that aren't in recovery. And then you have people in recovery and it's really a gift. It's not, there's nothing bad about it. Um, you know, I attribute, and I mean, celebs talk about it and shit, you know, I attribute, you know, I mean, you hear Robert Downey Jr. Like talk about his, I think he's got, you know, 17 or 18 years or whatever, Russell Brand. I mean, there's lots of people and, <laughs> you know, it doesn't discriminate and yeah. it's okay. And like, yeah, I've been able to have balance in my life. You know, I'm going through a separation, like a divorce and like, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, we're going through it maturely and we're going through it, uh, 
effectively and we're aware of the impact that that that's having on our child and we got to sit down and have a talk with him he's not seeing mom and dad like scream at each other and freak out and uh, talk badly about our partners behind their backs and you know yeah he's getting to he's getting to grow because of our growth and now all of a sudden tegan like she's watching everything that you do and even the twins like that's huge that's like such a big deal you know Yeah, for sure like for me recovery has given me like kind of opened my eyes to the power of choice today i have the power of choice of choosing who i want to be right what i want to accomplish like how i want to show up for myself and a and how I want to show up as a role model, role model for my children. Like I wasn't being the best parent I could be. I wasn't present with my children. Like, yeah, I was still showing up to work for everything and everything, but in the parenting department, I wasn't there. Like I am today, you know, and that's through the power of choice. I choose to live in the moment with my children and stay present and, just keep moving forward in a healthy way yeah yeah and you have support today like you know community and um i I mean what are you doing now to ensure you stay clean and sober from day to day what is your um yeah so well it's a (laughs) it's suggested that for your first 90 days, you do like a meeting a day, 90 and 90. And like being the person I am, like, I feel like I'm pretty driven. I did 150 and 90. So now that that's over with, I'm still attending at least five meetings a a week just to kind of keep connected. And then I do have a sponsor, which she is amazing. Shout out to Amanda. She keeps me uh, super accountable and she keeps me on a short leash, which I do need in life. But she also sees me putting in the effort and changing my life. So she's definitely my, one of my biggest cheerleaders. Go ahead. I'm a part of a 12-step fellowship, so I'm just working the steps, and a lot of that has helped me to realize who I am. Like, I felt like I didn't know who who Steph. Like, I didn't want to just be mom. Like, it, I wasn't getting fulfillment out of it. Like, I didn't appreciate what I have. And today, after working through all of this, like, I see who I am, and I'm proud of who I am today, and I see the growth I've had in the last two months, especially, and and I'm just I'm just gonna keep up the momentum with it. It's cool, isn't it? It's like a superpower. Yeah, it's life changing. Like if you're struggling, there <laughs> is help out there, and with struggling, like comes isolation. And mm-hmm. I think that just sometimes people need to hear that they're not alone because I did feel like I was alone for a long time and no one cared. And, and that's not a fact at all. You're just inside your own head. And sometimes that can be a dark place for a lot of people, but there is light. You just have to see it. There's bright light in any situation. You can either look at life negatively or find the positive in any situation because there is you just have to it's all about perspective yeah 
I love it. Um, and would you be open to if, uh, if anyone was interested or, you know, any one of our listeners was interested or they're thinking about getting clean or have the idea or something, would you be interested or okay with them reaching out to you on social media? If they wanted to message you, would you be cool with that? Yes, um, and, absolutely. And also, uh, uh, you could reach out and message me at the Drywall Podcast or Fresco Harmony or Nick Harmon or email me at info at frescoharmony.com. Uh, if you're inclined and you're a little bit curious or maybe you think you might have a problem or something like that, people that are in recovery are totally willing to uh, whatever, listen or help you out. I mean, that's just... That's just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes people just want to be feel heard and be understood. And and I feel like it would be a good avenue to take to come and talk to us because you're not alone, period. Love it. So Teak Interiors is like a rebirth, a rebirth of Steph Abbott and uh, what you represent, your kids. Yes how you're showing up not only in the trade, but in your life, uh, this all sort of culminated and what a cool brand. Can you tell me a little bit about the tea and the feathers? You just like that. Did you come up with that brand? Yeah. So I made the logo. Um, uh, yeah. So I came up with the name first, like, I feel like I'm a little bit creative and then came up with teak and I absolutely love it. And then I use the T because it stands out. Um, I use the crown because I kind of consider myself a boss bitch. Okay. And and then just the wheat on the sides kind of come from my farming roots. I grew up on a farm. So I just felt like it kind of just, it's all my life incorporated in one little symbol. Beautiful. Now, have you gotten the Teak logo uh, tattooed somewhere on your body yet? <laughs> I, I noticed you have a lot of tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I do have Boom. a few. <laughs> I don't have it. I have one and it's horrible, but I drew it in high school. And so it stays there. It's on my back. It's with you for life. Yeah, it's a deadhead. It's a deadhead skull with a soccer ball in it. I'm not too proud to say, but whatever. Nice. Do you play some <laughs> soccer? Oh yeah. Nice. yeah, I love I love soccer. Um, uh, yeah. If you listen to more episodes, we talk about soccer a little bit. I got to go to an English Premier League game with GWI over in uh, Swindon. We got product over into Swindon, England, and I took my son over there, and we got to go watch a English Premier League game: Liverpool versus uh, Wolverhampton. Just like Ooh. awesome, awesome. Yeah, I bet that atmosphere was unreal. If my using was out of control, I wouldn't be able to do half the fucking shit that I do right now. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I do a lot of shit and it's like, yeah. there's no way, there's no way, <laughs> including yeah, take, and- take a seven year old over to England on a seven day trip. That shit wouldn't be happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just being <laughs> present and living in the moment with that and just remembering yeah. Yeah. is a blessing alone. Yeah. Yeah. If you check out my personal page, there's some shots of me and Sean, like walking into the stadium and, you know, and like just, you know, 30,000 fans going crazy. Like it was pretty awesome. But, uh, 
But cool. Okay, so we got the branding. We got. Do you have any employees right now? No, I don't. I'm a okay. one woman army. I was. I did have like. Um, so you're only a boss. You're only a boss bitch to yourself. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. Um, the one day, children, one day you'll be a boss bitch to somebody else. Yeah, my children. Yeah, <laughs> they know you. <laughs> they know you as boss bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Ella and crew come out on the site too. I've been bringing them. Well, they came as babies in their car seats, but Beautiful. they weren't a lot of help. I'll tell you that for free. But now that they're no. getting a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're starting to handle the knives in their hands and stuff, but they're still pretty young. They're only two. So yeah, they're at that stage where they just love dipping the knife in the mud and just whacking it on the walls. And then yeah. I just sand and coat it. So it's not a lot of fun right now, but eventually yeah. they'll be following my footsteps. And that's the nice thing about it. Like they can do whatever they want to do in their lives. I'll support them through anything but they will be able to at any time fall back on drywall taping, like which will always be there for them, whether it's just side work or if they want to take it on as a profession when they grow a little bit older, if you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Building. Sean, my son has, hasn't messed with it. He knows kind of what I do, but, um, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't like exposed him maybe as much as I should. I don't know. It just hasn't really, you know, I, I was with my wife. So I had that support all the time. If I needed to go to the job or whatever, it was, it was nice to have that support for through those early years. Yeah. Being, having a partner. It's like, also, if you're going to have kids like, and you can wrangle a partner to help you, like that's definitely the way to do it. Because <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's hard on your own. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have the twins dad, Derek. He's my partner and he's absolutely phenomenal. Like, he's the. He's the best dad I could ever ask for in the world. He shows up every day for those kids and I'm so grateful for him. And then mm -hmm. he'll also like, if I'm working, he'll bring Tegan to come and scrape floors and vacuum for me, or just even just come and hang out with mom. And then if you've seen a few of my videos, they're like actually like being filmed. That's Derek behind the camera. And I'm so grateful yeah. for him for coming and supporting me and, He's Death. always there for me. So it's like definitely a dream team situation with that. Like we get along really good and nice. And I'm super thankful because <clears throat> he works week on week off for CNRL with oil and gas. So okay. when he's gone at work, I have the kids. And then when he comes home, I stay, I go to work. Sorry. And then he's kind of behind the scenes, like keeping everything together. So extremely grateful for all his help he's a great partner nice shout out to derek that lady That's... needs to get her shit together she's just fucking loud she's really nice you know i've talked to her a couple of times i'm trying to be diplomatic because the building just got sold so this is the new people so you know i get Doesn't a good she deal know you're trying to build an empire i get a good deal on rent down here but yeah, i'm not cool i'm little studio that there is a vault that's the old bank vault oh cool that's like a vault door 
Oh, what? That's so cool. Yeah, so that's like 500 square feet. And then this area is like a little lounge. And then I have a um, showroom where I show off like the colors and wall stuff and all of that. Yeah. Hey, I was going to talk to you about that. So I live in a 1950s home and my mm -hmm. ceiling is terrifying. It's what nightmares are made of. It's just... Let's see. It's Tilt it up. Let's see it. <laughs> Can you okay. see that? Yeah, that's that? shit. That is yeah, shit. It's shit. It's, it's shit. <laughs> float so, that shit. Float that shit. Throw some color in a bucket. Float that shit. Skim it. You're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like I'm thinking that drywall like needs a a new fresh start. So I was thinking about drywalling it, and then I want to put a border with a light built into it with the um bead okay. by Trimtex. And yep. then I was thinking that it would be really cool and unique to do a fresco harmony ceiling. Like, do you, why would you it... hang? Why would you hang the sheetrock though? Why wouldn't you just float over that with fresco? You think so? Fuck yeah. Gone yeah. Over some, I've gone over some crazy shit. Let me show yeah. you something. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times like I'll do like a sample to show people just what it covers. You know, that's one coat, you know, and then Holy. that's all, that's all three gone. Oh, okay. Cool. You know, it's not yes. perfect, but that ceiling, how big is that room you're in? Oh man, it's only like maybe I'd say like fifteen feet by twelve feet. Okay, so I would do that ceiling in like an hour and a half. Really? You know, base coat, and then you let that dry. Come back with your second coat, tight, and then sealer. Done. I would okay. have that. I would have that ceiling done in uh, two days. Like you know, yeah. probably six hours all in you know <clears throat> be cool because i would prefer um i was a little bit nervous to break open this ceiling because with it being 1950s and like asbestos like you yeah. never know right and yeah so it'd be nice to not open it at all and just go over top i was thinking like a nice brown to kind of match the floors and have like good contrast with the white walls well i'll send you a sample request form that you can fill out and i'm happy to ship uh i'll, I'll ship you some products so you can awesome. just you can just do it as a thank you for and you get to test out the product too like whatever you drape your living room now if you wanted to do like a reveal bead or something specialty around the edge you still could like although that asbestos or whatever would go airborne if you router it out you could use a saw but I don't know how that would work, you know, but I mean, you could router out like a channel and then put reveal bead around your ceiling and then you could put an LED light in that, you know? Yeah. You could do I, a crown, you could do a crown molding too. Yeah, I could do that too, which I probably would. But for simplicity's sake, two color packs, you would cover that ceiling you know, and a quart of sealer done. Like it'd so be done. I just add your product to just normal mud and then do you add water to the mud? Yeah, I'll thin it down. I run it a little thicker on the base coat and then uh, thinner on the second coat. And it's just basically like skimming and, and creating purposeful flashing, 
you know, oh. so the the base coat is kind of heavy and thick and you get like these lines. And yeah, then, I was watching the boys. Yeah. And doing then that get, on their base court coat, sorry. It's just kind of kind of heavier, and that's what covers your texture and introduces the color. So you're basically just retexturing your sealer, your ceiling kind of smooth and with a little bit of like liney texture, like veins. And yeah. you, you can do that with your regular trowel or, I mean, you're good with a trowel, so you could use a pool trowel and that just helps to not cut in because a square trowel will cut oh. in. Oh, okay. That's like why the pool you, flow. Yeah, that's why I use a pool trowel. But late, lately we've been using like the, the flexi, uh, I just used a Nela like flexi trowel with the wide shank and those work pretty good for putting it on. And then your next coat is a skim coat. And again, the ceiling, when you get done, it's not flat, it's like irregular, but it looks better than the shit you got up there now. You can't make that would look worse. And so then, then you do a tight skim and you leave the flashing and then you seal it. And that, okay. that's fre that's Fresco Harmony. That's what we do. And what's the sealer? Is that also added to mud? Yeah, no, that it's a clear acrylic. Like I would probably send you a quart just so you could do the whole thing. But like I'll send out like a sample, a little sample. This will do like fifty square feet, but it's like uh, it's like yogurt. It's like thick, gelatinous. Oh, okay. oh weird. <laughs> And do you like roll it on or what? Trowel it. You trowel it on. Really? Yeah, scoop it out. And... Yeah, there's videos of us uh, sealing. Sean, when when it's turning black, when the wall is turning black, you can see there's a difference between the mud and the sealer. Um, but this will compress. It compresses those layers of mud kind of like wet sanding. So it kind of sands and seals at the same time. The edge of your knife is sort of compressing that those layers and so it compresses and then it has a little bit of a sheen and it looks beautiful when you're done it looks like you know yeah so the sealer makes the finished product pop kind of makes it pop just like stain on wood you know okay. it like finishes it because mud by itself is pretty porous it's got to be yeah. sealed i mean that's yeah. all paint all paint is doing is sealing the wall it yeah. just has color. It just has pigment in it, you know? So we're just doing that with, with a, an acrylic and we're allowing the mud to be, to retain its beauty. Cause mud is colored. Mud is beautiful. It's really gorgeous. Like, yeah, it looks it's like, awesome. Looks like plaster. I mean, that job they're doing in Illinois is gorgeous. It's like, you know, it's Love. dark, dark color. It's really pretty. I've gotten up more during this interview than ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is Brawley's chocolate. That's the color they're doing oh. on the job right now. So Chad sent me, uh, he, Chad's been doing it for about four years. He came down here and did a training. He sent me a custom color, uh, Benjamin Moore, sorry, or Sherwin Williams color. And I'll take that color number and I'll make a color pack. And then that mixes with one box of mud or bucket, and then it makes this color. So then he ordered five color packs. So it's a hundred bucks for a custom color, 150, maybe 200 with CSR. And then after that, you can order, you know, Brawley's chocolate. You can order that color. Did Sean name that? No, I name them all. 
<laughs> no, I told I told uh, Chad that we were going to name it Brawley's Chocolate. He thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, so Fresco Harmony is just a way to color joint compound consistently. And then what year did you start that? Oh four. Really? Holy shit! I'm so late to the scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm late. It just takes, it's taken forever. You know, the color packs have only been out maybe 10 years, 11 years, but I've been doing colored joint compound walls for 20 years. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know if it's, that's like a States thing, but you don't see a lot of that stuff in Alberta. No, it's an, no, it's a, I think the, well, plaster too is kind of like, it struggles a little bit because it's really challenging to do. It's expensive. Um, it's finicky. Whereas joint compounds kind of easy to work with, right? You know, it's, it's nice to work with and it colors perfectly, especially ready mix. Like you can color a whole bucket. Yeah. So when you do your base coat on your ceiling there, you pick a color or the color chart and you just, you know, mix up, mix up. Your, yeah. Mix up your mud and go to town and it, you're just using skills. You already know how to use and a, you need a drill and a mixer, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was talking to cam about it. I was watching him just, he is so elegant with his trowel. Like, it's amazing to see. And I messaged him. I was like, you make me want to do this. Like, <laughs> after watching him, he's like a gazelle. Just Yeah, I like that. Uh, and we were talking about, so there is a company, Umbrella Drywall, out of, outside of G, the GTA. And uh he got he hooked up with a whole job and he was wondering how to do it or if he even could and i was like sure you could probably do it but then when we were in illinois we were thinking how much fun it was and it'd be really cool to have a training like with this umbrella drywall company where we just invite a bunch of dudes to go up there and i would go up there and we all hang out and do a freaking house and you can come for two days or three days or whatever you want and do a training and meet all the dudes and dudettes or whoever. And we do a training and do the house. The builder gets the house done properly. The contractor, the drywall contractor gets help and some aid in doing their first project and they're off and running. And then we can train like a bunch of other people at the same time. Like how cool would that be? Yeah. Genius. Absolutely genius. You're learning a skill. You're networking. We're all yeah. together. And then we do the social. Community. Yeah, we do the social media just like we did in Illinois. You know, we're all playing around, having fun. And it was fun. Like you would have had a ball. You would have had a ball yeah. down there hanging out. These guys are, you know, they're idiots. Like, like all drywallers. Like, it's great. <laughs> I told John, I was like, next time you go on one of these excursions, I'm definitely coming. Like, you guys always look like you have so much fun. We are. We are. And then a, a lot of times Aaron's, Aaron's a ball with Columbia. He's fun to hang out with. But it's... You know, it's it's this cool conglomerate, you know, we're all buds and we all do drywall and uh it's a lot of fun, you know. So yeah, yeah when we That's do what I love. what's that? Just how the whole drywall community is coming together and has been coming together and yeah. it's just all 
unity and it's like we are just a little family it's so yeah, cool to see it is it is i think it can be i think we can turn up the volume on that too and it can get better and better and um we can meet up and have these like meetups and learn something new uh, you know, obviously I'm promoting Fresco Harmony, but, the, you know, it's fun to do. People seem to like it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I like doing yeah. it and it's a lot more fun to work with somebody else than by yourself. So oh, that sure. that's kind of where I'm at with it. And uh, drywall, you know, we all share the common bond of drywall finishing. We all love the mud. So yeah. it's a no brainer, but we're working yeah. on it. And you get to pass on your legacy, which is amazing. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, but you know, it's a lot of work. It's been a lot of work, 20 years and messing with it. So yeah. 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 You're just teaching all your little students and then we'll, we'll carry on your legacy for you. There you go. Help you there grow. You go. <laughs> um, Steph Abbott. And so you're with, uh teak interiors do you have like a direction that you're heading in or just keep doing what you're doing man living your best life doing drywall crushing it yeah i'm gonna keep up the momentum i feel like i'm grabbing a gear and and i'm yeah. just gonna keep it going like i'm loving Good. what's happening i feel like a new person today i'm more confident than ever and I do feel like I'm growing every day and I'm just embracing it remembering to just stay present in the moment. And cause yeah. it goes so fast, right? Yep. Like before you know it, we're five years from this interview right now, looking back mm -hmm. and it's mind blowing. So I'm just going to yeah. gracefully keep up the momentum. Excellent. Um, so cool. So cool. Thank you so much for your time. We all, I also have a couple of fun questions that I ask. One is a pearl of wisdom, of course. And then uh, uh, I, I have a new question too, but what's your pearl of wisdom before that? My pearl of wisdom would be set goals to avoid plateaus. Love it. Did you think about that? <laughs> I was listening to your pearl of wisdoms when I was standing the other day. And it popped right into, I was like, Stephanie, that is gold. Love Go it. write it down. That yeah. is gold. It's a pearl. It's a pearl. Yeah, it's a pearl. <laughs> it's a pearl. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> um, set goals to avoid plateaus. And as we know, in drywall, we get stuck in our ways. So another fun question that I've been coming up with that the last person answered was, because I have this too. We get stuck in our ways doing what doing our certain system, much like you with stilts or with the uh, automatic tools. Can yeah. you think of a uh, a thing in the last two weeks that you shifted in your system for drywall finishing that you didn't think would be faster or better, but you changed and it is faster and better, and you surprised yourself because you were open minded to that possibility. It's kind of a tough one. In the last two weeks? Or we could even like extend it to a month or two months recently that where you changed, you were resistant towards something, but you tried it out and it works better. Okay. Um, 
I'm still super new to it because I have been a hand taper for so many years, but it would be using um, the corner flushers. Like I am at no means, no means okay. a perfectionist right now with that. There is so much room for growth, but flushing angles is definitely faster than running them by hand. But yeah. I do think that you, even if you can run flushers, you should still be able to run a knife because whether of it's course. a door frame or whatever it is where you're not going to get the proper finish with the flusher, you want to be able to fall back on your hand taping skills. Okay. I think people too are under the misconception that like, because somebody knows how to run the tools, they don't know how to run pans and knives, but it's like, we all had to learn how to run butts and bands and corner bead and spot screws and all of this stuff by hand. Like just because you learn how to run the flusher doesn't mean you lose all of the knowledge that you have for running angles, you know, inside angles and stuff and picking out angles. It's like, now that knowledge is still there. You're just doing it faster. Yeah, for sure. Much faster. (laughs) And I'm definitely going to grow with it. I'm by no means, uh, perfect with it yet but that's the beauty of drywall like if you if you don't know how to run a trowel pick up a trowel and learn it if you don't know how to run flushers put the effort into learn and get better you're not going to be perfect right away but the more time and effort you put into it you can be great at anything absolutely i love it staff abbott teak interiors 33 years young uh, on the drywall podcast today. Thank you so much for your time. You're super inspiring. Uh, and I am looking forward to seeing what you do, you know, with your company and your life in the future. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Bye. Special thanks to Steph Abbott for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. I sincerely appreciate your time and your knowledge. Thank you very much. The Drywall Podcast can be listened to every Friday on your favorite platforms such as apple podcast spotify you can watch the entire podcast believe it or not or listen to it on youtube and we're also on podbean and google Podcasts, just all over the place i'm super excited about next month november some cool things are happening shout out to can am tools for sponsoring the month of november they're going to be offering some cool stuff and we kick off the episodes in november with that plastering girl out of auckland new zealand and you guys do not want to miss this episode it is very good also shout out to csr building supplies up in Toronto, Ontario, and also Barry in Ontario and online at csrbuilding.com. Those guys have been huge supporters of the Drywall Podcast and also Fresco Harmony, and we appreciate them for that. Thank you so much for tuning into the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate it, and remember, keep drywalling.